Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. It's time for another edition of Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders and myself here to talk investing, finance, retirement. And we've got some biggest money mistakes in retirement planning. Uh, we got a big list, actually, but we decided to try to, I don't know, pare it down to five-ish. <laughs> and so we're going to go through some of these uh, you know, conversation pieces. It's a complex world of retirement planning. There's tons of pitfalls that we can obviously fall into. So in this episode, we think we've distilled it down to some of the top ones uh, and hopefully try to avoid some of these. So join along with us as we get into this conversation with Mike this week. How are you doing, my friend? You doing all right? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. Um, I know you're struggling a little bit with some sickness, but uh, we're uh, I'm headed out tomorrow to Minnesota and um, actually have planned to go to a Minnesota Twins San Diego Padres baseball game tomorrow noon when I get there. Nice uh, with some of my buddies that uh, are joining me and that uh, we're meeting there. So Very I'm cool. excited. About that always love going to a baseball game yeah that's so. awesome yeah yeah unfortunately i caught a little bit of a bug uh here you know our hurricanes here in carolina are doing fantastic and i'm a hockey fan and yeah. uh, we went to uh game five of round one playoffs uh, which ah. was last week uh, or about a week or so ago and unfortunately somebody decided to come to the stadium sick my brother and i both <laughs> caught the flu pretty good uh, but that's okay. We we got better. We're we're on the mend, and and the hurricanes are still rolling, and they they might be getting ready to maybe even win the second round of the playoffs and move into wow. the to the conference championship. So we're and looking great. We're looking forward to that. So, but yeah, I appreciate yeah. it, and uh, we're gonna dive in and see if we can go through some some money mistakes. Uh, but speaking of mistakes, if you're sick, folks, don't go to a sporting event. <laughs> don't make people sick. Uh, that was the worst flu I've had in probably ten years, man. That thing oh, was terrible. No. Uh, I'm but, glad uh, you're on the mend. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. It is funny because you know nowadays, as soon as you're sick, first thing everybody says is what? Yeah, is it COVID? Yeah, COVID. Yeah. No, <laughs> went to the doctor and it was just the flu. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's get into these, Mike, and have a conversation right. around some of this stuff. So let's start with biggest money mistakes in retirement finance or retirement planning. Uh, clearly. If not the biggest, right up there is Social Security. When to start it, how to take it, the strategy of it, because it can be big, big dollars. It sure can. And, you know, that's uh, a lot of times the first thing that people start talking about because they figure, okay, this is, quote, free money. I mean, this, we can just start having this <laughs> yeah. and I can really be doing great. Yeah, you either I say mean, it's, it's not- free money or you realize it's your own money and you're just wanting your own money. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, you, it's not free money. You paid for it and all that right. sort. And, right. and that then engenders another approach to it by many people is, well, you know, it's my money. I want to get it as soon as possible. As soon as possible. It's out or, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. So, you know, those those are things that can really hurt you long term. It can hurt if you're married, a spouse long term sure. by starting too early. Yeah. You know, here, here's the thing I see sometimes is uh, people want to start as soon as possible at age 62, but they're not retiring. So they're still working and they're earning over the $21,240 limit for 2023 that you can earn. Right. That's, and a, not that's another reason. That, yep. That's another reason to consider not taking it early, right? Because you it, yeah. you do have income limits that you can earn if you want to keep working. Yeah. And and if you go over that limit or that, for, like I said, for 2023, $50, you start losing a dollar of Social Security benefit for every two dollars yeah. that um, you earn over that, and that isn't too hard to go pretty far over and lose a lot of your Social Security benefit. Yeah. Particularly since the benefits reduced starting at sixty-two from what it would be if you wait until you're 
full retirement age, which is probably somewhere between age 66 and six months to 67 for most people. Yeah, what is that? that uh, yet. What is it, Mike? A 30% reduction? Is that what it is uh, if you take it early? A, yeah, let me think. It's uh, five years, uh, about eight. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, 32 to 40% reduction that's depending hefty. on what full retirement age is. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a haircut, right? It is. So it do is. you really want to take that? And it's permanent. That? And it's permanent, right? It back. Right, right, yeah. Now, there technically right. is a mulligan to get a little golfy in here. Uh, there uh-huh. is a one-year <laughs> mulligan where you can kind right. of reset the Social Security thing, but you have to pay the money back that you had been taking. So if you've been taking it for six months and then you realize, oops, I made a boo-boo and I didn't yeah. want to start it this early, you got to give that back. And most people just don't want to go through that hassle, so they wind up not doing it. They That's just, right. And they're stuck. Right. And so that what that means is then – if you are the higher earner, that's a permanent penalty to your spouse uh, of you know less than the full retirement amount or even the extended amount you can get by waiting from your full retirement age mm-hmm. until age 70 is your right. maximum start date. So, yeah, there's there's uh, that, that can be a big mistake that can really hurt you. And, and there's so many ways to overcome that. Um, you know, uh, we just did a, a webinar this past Monday on inflation, and one of the things we talked about is how do you how do you deal with inflation when it comes along? And it's like eight and a half percent now. Um, what are some things you do? And and I was just relating some personal experience I had where we had a really severe financial setback back around the, the two thousand range, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, we we didn't just keep on spending like we were and keep on going like we were. We cut back. We cut off stuff. We stopped subscriptions. We started eating cheaper stuff, you know, and and all like that. And and you do that kind of thing. Well, I mean, you know, if you feel like you got to start Social Security, maybe there's some other things you do rather than starting it so you can let it grow and be a bigger asset for yeah, you long term. Yeah, I mean, think it, about the conversations we're in right now, Mike. At the time we're taping this, we are in uh, the second week of May and the debt ceiling conversation is once again right in front of us. Uh, right they're going to have to you know, raise the debt ceiling. And, you know, it's 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 a funny conversation. I, I think I don't know if I have those numbers exactly right, but I think in 2022, uh, the U.S. government brought in five trillion dollars. And we spent six and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you mm-hmm. can't. And this is what they do. We know this. This is what they do virtually year over year. Whatever yep. the number is, if we bring in three million, they spend four or three trillion. They spend four trillion, right? And mm-hmm. you, we all know that you can't run your household that way, right? That's right. I mean, you can That's only right. do that for so long. Otherwise, you're getting into credit card debt, which is basically what the debt ceiling is. If you think about, if you kind of want to look mm-hmm. at it that way, it's like a big giant credit card, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, so you've got to be more efficient with your spending. So that's that's a good. I like how you talked about that. That's a good way to think about starting Social Security early. If you're if you're thinking about getting out because you just want to get the money before it's gone or whatever your philosophy is, consider waiting and getting a strategy because it's a big haircut and you could really yep. cause yourself some problems. Maybe you just adjust some expenses for a couple of years and, and try to try to grow that money. So good point. Right. Right. Good point. All right. Uh, that was one. Uh, I'm going to combine a couple of these, Mike. You and I chatted about this a little bit because they kind of right. flow together. So mm-hmm. kind of being too aggressive or too conservative either way with, with, with your money, certainly in retirement can be an issue. Uh, maybe rolling that into diversification conversation, right? You're, right. you're not diversifying enough. You've got way too much in, in the market, maybe for the time of life you're in and you're not comfortable with it. And maybe you got that way because you're taking this information from the water cooler talk or the friends or, you know, what's being said on, on television. Oh, well, you should get this because this is the next big thing. Or, you know, they kind of all play together 
in basically not having a plan. I think that's the the crux of that. Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, that that's uh, for just about everything in life. If you don't have a plan for it, it's got well, that's a good point. Yeah. Fall, yeah. Fall into a crack there and get get going in the wrong direction. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I see people that are either they come in and they are really scared of the market. And so their their temptation mm-hmm. is to just react that way and just be real conservative. Right. Um, the other side of the coin is there's folks that think that I, I'm invincible. I can't lose and I'm, I'm rolling the dice, you know, whatever. And so you want to try and uh, calm that down a little bit. Some of that stuff comes from experience, uh, the the st- the place you are in terms of when you were born and things you went through in terms of markets or banking or what have you. And banking is a big thing right now that people are concerned about or had some talk about. Um, but, you know, their family, um, they might be speaking to someone in their family that's saying you need to be really careful or, hey, here's this hot opportunity you ought to consider in this sector of the economy or what have you. Um, you know, doing that can tend to do the last thing that we kind of I, w- I want to talk about here is cause you to become concentrated in a certain type of position. So like if your tendency is because of advice you've heard from different places or experiences you've had to be really conservative, you might be really concentrated in bank assets such okay. as money market or savings accounts or CDs and things like that, and having too much money in that kind of position. And and quite frankly, that is not investing, that's saving. And that's a, it's mm-hmm. a different animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can, you might be too concentrated in that area, or even you might feel like, okay, well, I'm diversifying out because I've gone to this insurance company annuity that pays me a 3% interest rate or you know whatever it is. That's still a concentrated position in what we refer to as fixed income. In other words, it's you're getting just interest. You're not having any opportunity for growth by virtue of ownership uh, or equity in, in a, a company or something like that. Side of the coin is it being too aggressive, taking hot tip advice from articles about you know the top 10 stocks to own during a recession that's coming up. And we don't know if a recession is coming up or not. Uh, it might, it might not. We don't know. And there are experts on both sides of that uh, uh, equation. So, um, you know, trying to pick and choose where to be at different times so you can maximize growth. I used to be there. I used to do that back in the day. <laughs> and I don't have anything to show for it because I'd make it big on one thing, maybe for a while, or maybe make it big and get out while it was still up. But then I'd go lose it on the next deal, you know, the next hot tip. Right. And right. Um, so, you know, just not diversifying your investments, thinking that you can pick the right places to be in and getting concentrated in certain stocks. Like, People will come and they'll say, you know, maybe they're technology company oriented or maybe they're pharmaceutical oriented, healthcare oriented or whatever. And they really want to load up on those areas. There's all kind of ways to not diversify yourself and put yourself in a position of high risk that's not prudent. So you, you just want to be careful about that kind of thing. And again, back to your point, Mark, have a plan, know what you're trying to accomplish and structure to actually accomplish that rather than going outside the plan and trying to make up 
ground or prevent loss or, or what have you. Gotcha. Yeah, well, Craig, some great points there for sure. Here on the podcast, we're talking about money mistakes in retirement, trying to narrow it down to a, a few anyway. Uh, and so, of course, if you've got questions, you know, reach out to Mike before you take any action and have those conversations. But, Mike, let's go on with a few more of them here, some good stuff, okay. so I want to keep it rolling. Procrastination around retirement. I, again, mm. you could maybe roll this into all the other ones, right, procrastinating oh, yeah. about when to turn on Social Security, when to not, when to actually retire, when to not, you know. But right. saving for the, you know, the actual, so many people, Americans are behind in general for saving for retirement anyway. And I think a lot of us try not to think about getting serious until we're over 50. Hopefully, yeah. you've been putting money in a 401k prior to that, and at least you've got some savings going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's, what was it that uh, I've forgotten who, who made the comment? Was it Einstein? Maybe the, whatever that compound interest is the eighth wonder, like of, the eighth the wonder of the world. Or something yeah, like that. right. Yeah, something like that. And, and, and it truly is. I mean, and it's not just compound interest, but compound earnings, compounding of investment uh, return getting added to itself and then earning on the earnings. And so, yeah, how do you get that? Well, you got to have time. So if you are anticipating that, well, I've got plenty of time because, you know, I'm not going to retire. I'm 65 and I'm 25 now. I got 40 years. Good grief. That's more than my lifetime has uh, already passed now. I can wait uh, because I've got things I want to do, uh, things I want to enjoy and see and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the big thing that happens there is you create this habit of not saving and of spending all that you get. Uh, and even possibly going into debt to get more of what you're wanting to consume and enjoy right now. Mm-hmm. So it, if nothing else, it's just a great habit to get into so that you don't fall by the wayside and find yourself suddenly, like you mentioned, being over 50 and I'm not done anything about saving for retirement. And that can be a little scary. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just a matter of taking advantage of what we know about how how things work. Yeah, if you put money in the bank, they credit you with interest. If you're in an interest-bearing account, periodically, it might be monthly, it might be quarterly, it might be annually. But then once they credit you with that interest, that increases the amount that you earn interest on during the next period of interest earning. So same thing happens with stocks and, and that kind of thing where um, you know the, the dividends get paid, they get reinvested, that increases the number of shares you own that get to grow in value. And so it's it's really just a great idea to start early. If you've got kids, if you've got grandkids, encourage them to learn to do several things with their money. Number one, have some to spend. Number two, give some, you know, help other people with your money, learn how to do that. And then three, save it and invest it. Um, I mean, kids can have jobs that, uh, that allows them to make Roth IRA contributions. Incredible. If you start as a young person with a custodial IRA, a Roth IRA account, um, that you can set up for your child or your grandchild and teach them the value of saving money after they've spent what they're going to spend and, and so forth. Or, and, and actually, I, I turned that on its head. You, you want to give and, and, sp- and save first and then spend your excess. Mm. Boy, man, what, what great disciplines to learn at a young age. It will just be such a legacy for your child going forward. That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic information for sure. You know, you mentioned inflation a second ago as you were kind of running mm-hmm. through that. And so mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, the next one on my list, which is high interest debt before retirement. Clearly, mm-hmm. the interest rates have climbed. So if you are sitting on some stuff, uh, you're now 
you know, paying more, which you're not happy about, right? So your your credit card bill's a little higher. So it's yeah. important to try to get this gone before we get to retirement, at least the uh, what they call bad credit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, uh, most people right now, just because where interest rates have been, if you've got a mortgage, it's probably a fairly decent rate, if, you know, threes, maybe even twos. Uh, some I've seen in the fours, uh, that, that kind of thing. And then you can't go refinance it right now to get below there, uh, get down to those levels. So, you know, keep paying on that. But I, I see credit cards, I, I think 30%, 24% thing, you know, things like that. I mean, you, you're going backwards if you're just making the minimum payment. So what I try and, and, and here's the other thing. I, I find that a lot of people will have multiple sources of credit. So they might have a Visa, a MasterCard, American Express, you know, whatever, uh, or multiple Visa cards with different banks or issuers. And they have a balance on each one. And there's a minimum payment. So maybe it's a $25 minimum payment, but they're paying $50 on this one. And and the next one has a $37 minimum payment. They're paying $50 on that one and yeah. you know, so forth. So pay just a little bit more on each one. You're not going to go anywhere that way. Quit doing that. Uh, there's a guy named Dave Ramsey. Uh, drives me crazy because I don't like his attitude. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's got a great idea though, and and he, and you know this has been around, but he he's taken it and really branded it to himself, and and so a lot of people think of him when you say sure. debt snowball, right, right. And what you do is you just take that either the smallest debt or the highest interest rate debt, and when you do it with the highest interest rate debt, it's called a, a debt avalanche. But anyway, the, the concept's the same. Take one debt, not all of them. Pay the minimum on everything except that one debt you're going to concentrate on, and then pour all your extra money that's available to pay off that debt on that one credit card or whatever it is until it's gone and then take all the money you're paying on it and roll it to the next one and pay on just one at a time until you kill them. It goes so much faster. It's so much more efficient. And all you're doing on the other ones, you're not concentrating on it at the given time is you're just servicing them to keep them at bay so that you can really kill one and then move to the next one. And I think Ramsey calls it being gazelle intense because if a lion's after a gazelle, they do not just kind of do a little here, do a little there. They take off like wildfire to kill the, you know, get out of being killed. So it's the same concept with the, with the paying these things off. Yeah, no, great information for sure. And, uh, you know, we got to get that debt down, obviously, especially again, the bad debt, you know, the mortgage conversation is a different one for sure, but certainly has yes. high interest debt. So let's go to our last one here, Michael, we'll wrap up. And I think you must've been thinking about me because we've had this conversation on this last one, but assuming that you won't live a long time. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely in this camp, family history, yeah. my own medical history. Uh, right. I don't think that I'll be around real long in retirement. However, I am planning to be wrong, right? Yes. So that if I do yes. make a mistake, uh, A, I'm not unhappy as I'm you know older and not, don't have any money, and B, taking care of my wife, right? Helping my wife make right. sure she's set. So it's a critical mistake, even if there's a lot of indicators that you may have a short you know, uh, lifespan, Take the time to plan for longevity in case you're wrong. That's right. And, you know, that, that about your wife, I mean, you know, you, there are other people that typically depend on us either. I mean, even if it's just relationally, they depend on us. Uh, but Absolutely. You know, thinking about somebody else and how it might impact them, the way you think about planning for your financial well-being and all that. And, and you know, yeah, I'll just live. I, I won't live that long. Or, hey, if it gets so bad, I'll put a gun in my mouth, you know, whatever, that kind of crazy thinking. My father-in-law, 
uh, lived to, to 95. And um, I remember when he was in his 50s, he used to tell me, oh, I won't live five more years. And you know, every once in a while, he said, I won't be here five more years, five more years, whatever. And he lived in 95. The guy's born in 1926, just before the Depression, the Great Depression. He's orphaned as a child um, and it, during the Great Depression. And uh, so, you know, malnutrition issues, you know, housing issues, going from foster home to foster home until you know, there's a family that just really loved him and took him in and took care of him. I mean, a, a tough early life. Mm-hmm. But he lives to 95 back when the life expectancy was in your late 50s. Right. right. You never know. <laughs> so, you know, you, you want to not make that mistake of thinking, well, I can just spin through this because I, I won't need it that long. I, my, I have a history in my family. I, I had a grandfather that died at 55 from a heart attack. Uh, another one that lived to 80 some odd. It's, it's all different. You, and you're going to be different. There's only one person that knows how long you're going to live, and that's God, and he's got it planned for you. So don't worry about it. You know, you just plan for the – like you were saying, Mark, I'm planning on being out there for a long time and making sure I'm taking care of the people that care for, that I care for too. Yep, so. exactly. So there you go. So there's some top money mistakes to think about in retirement. Uh, if, of course, if you got some questions, need some help, always check with a qualified professional like Mike. He is a financial coach, and he's been helping families for 45-plus years get to and through retirement. So if you're already working with him, well, you already know. But if you're not, maybe consider sharing the podcast with others that might benefit from the show. They can certainly find it by going to Apple, Google, or Spotify and typing in strategic planning or just stopping by the website at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Mike, thanks for hanging out, my friend. As always, I appreciate you. Been great. Keep getting better, Mark. Absolutely. And we'll be back with uh, some new episodes in June just around the corner. So have a great, uh, I guess, spring into summer. And we will see you here next time on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.